Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Second Hour Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing the operation. Talking some Big 12. Big 12 media days were yesterday and today. Kansas was invited, as they always are, but they just decided to be fashionably late. Like, not even show up. <laughs> Playing in rain. Rain troubles. I don't think there's anything wrong with the plane, but rain troubles. Talking to uh, John Kurtz right now. Follow him on Twitter at JL Kurtz. Sports director and host in Manhattan, the Kansas State guru. What's up, John? What's going on, Bink? It's good to talk to you again. Yes, we we hoping to cover Kansas today. We we I know you stayed there an extra day. We we wanting to see Coach Leipold and the Jayhawks, and they couldn't deal with rain. <laughs> Boy, I mean, I, look, I actually I will admit I feel for them on this one because if there were ever a time. For this to happen, it would have been the previous couple of seasons, right? Oh, yeah. You have less miles as your head coach. Uh, you could have avoided some of the disasters. I mean, I sat there and listened to his long answer about Puka Williams and domestic violence, which is one of the most awkward things I've ever heard in my life. Uh, two years ago, the last time I was actually at a Big 12 media day, that would have been the time for this to happen, not this year when they need the good PR pitch and to uh, get Leipold out there. Now, in fairness, I would say I thought he handled it pretty well. Like, it was not easy because it's on this big Zoom screen in front of everybody at a podium. They were having some technological troubles making it actually work. <laughs> and uh, I thought he remained pretty poised. So I'll, I'll give him credit for that. But, man, yeah, that was pretty spot on and pretty on brand, I guess I'll say, for uh, for Kansas football to not be able to make it today. Did he did he say exactly why? Was it just the weather? Was there any kind of mechanical issue or is just 100% the weather? I, my understanding was just 100% the weather. I know we, we took a look at the radar really quick after we heard that. And it rained like it hell. Look, yeah, it didn't look very good around Lawrence. I know I was seeing uh, Snapchats from people back in Manhattan through uh, a bunch of crazy storms. So I think it was just weather. And, it, you know, like Brian Haney and the whole broadcast group from Kansas, they were actually there because <laughs> they had come in earlier. So I think they had, like, some of the party there, but not the ones who mattered the most. <laughs> Be honest. The media down there for all these teams like Oklahoma, Texas, and everything, they laughed, didn't they? They had to have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, it was, the second that they, you, you saw everybody's Twitter fingers getting ready, man. Everybody <laughs> was ready with their joke. Oh, yeah. No, no chill. Yeah, no, none at all. Uh, some of that earned was Kansas's reputation, but not really Lance Leipold's fault. So, no, it's uh, not. I like him, actually. I like him. But I'll tell you what, that, that will probably be the only Power 5 conference not to make their media days. Um, I was telling Alex Gold, who's Mr. KU, Earlier today, he's saying, well, they should have flown in the night before and stuff like that. John, you go to a lot of these things. I used to go to the Big 12 and the SEC media days. Gary Pinkle and a lot of the SEC teams, they they would get up in the morning, fly to Birmingham, go for the conference, then they'd leave. I mean, that's kind of how they did that. They wouldn't come in the night before and stay. Fly in, fly out. 
I assume it seemed like that's what the Big Twelve teams were doing. I mean, are they stay? Was was their teams there actually going a day early and staying the night? I think that is, I think you're right. I mean, I think that is typically what most teams are going to do. Yeah. I don't 100% know like what K-State's plan actually was. Um, and if that is what they did, I know K-State's athletic director and SIDs, like they all came the night before, but I'm pretty sure K-State just flew in and flew out. So most of the time that is what you're saying. I, I really do think it was just some bad luck for Kansas. Uh, I, I will stand up and say that for the Jayhawks. Yeah. He's still going to be the only team in Power Five not to make the media days, which to promote the program. All right, let's get let's talk about K State now. All right, yeah, we'll get to the uh, your interview with the Skyler Thompson. It's available on Twitter. I recommend it strongly. It's very good about name, image, and likeness. One of the things that he talked about with that TikTok video that came out from K State, the guys in the locker room uh, singing and everything else. But we had Gene Taylor on the show a couple weeks ago. Last night I had Jordy Nelson on the show because Gene Taylor had mentioned Jordy and said Jordy's going to be speaking, you know, to a lot of the athletes, you know, about being careful with your money, you know, taking care of things. Uncle Sam still wants their share. It's like this Miami gym that's given every player 500 bucks a month. Well, the IRS pays attention to that. All right. So they had this, what is Gene Taylor doing? They talked about, you know, during the pandemic, they, you know, had a plan thinking this was going to happen. Eventually K-State was all over this. And then I heard Chris Kleiman talking, you know, and he's saying, hey, it doesn't matter if you're playing in Manhattan or wherever. And I agree with him 100% because you can take a running back like Jarrett Patterson that had a 400 and a 300-yard back-to-back game that was a stud in the city of Buffalo, went undrafted, but he's a big fish in a little pond. I think that's what players can do for Manhattan. That's the allure of Manhattan. I think that's what Kleiman was trying to say. No doubt. They've been pushing that narrative hard, and I think it's, not not just, I mean, obviously you're going to do it because in general that's the play that you have. It, regardless of how this works out, and I know there, there are a number of K-State fans I hear from who are very skeptical about the validity of that and how that will work and if it can actually translate. But whether or not it does, that, that's your move right now if you're K-State or Texas Tech. Like I heard Matt Wells really pushing that. Dave Aranda was pushing it. Like all the coaches that are in college town are pushing that narrative because they, they have to. You, you don't want to lose out to a school like Texas that's in Austin and a media market like that. And just to place that kind of resource power available to them, you, you have to push like, hey, you'll be the local hero. You will be the, the guy that really matters. I think the other reason that it makes even more sense, like it just really behooves uh, Chris Kleiman to do that right now, is that K-State has been trying to keep a lot of really good prospects in the state of Kansas in state and come to, to play in Manhattan and not all that successfully here, at least with the high-profile kids. Like Jaron Canick right now is a four-star recruit out of Hayes who has Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Michigan. I mean, basically the entire college football world has offered him. But it appears K-State's really made his final four, and that's because K-State is pushing on him. Like, hey, you can maximize your name, image, and likeness and just star power, like the clout that you could have. It would be much different in Manhattan than it would be going to Alabama or Clemson. And I think Clemson would be the real favorite there right now. If you go to Clemson and play for Brent Venables, that's fine. But you're going to have some years of obscurity there because you're just another guy that runs 1047, 100 yard, uh, 100 meter dash, rather, when you get there. At K State, you're going to be the one dude that does that at your size on the roster, and you're going to be somebody that everybody knows. The fans already know and pay attention to you because you're from Hayes. So, yeah, that's definitely a message that Kleiman and, uh, and his staff, but a lot of staffs across the Big 12 that we heard today are really pushing. You know, one of the things, too, we talked to Gene Taylor about. 
And I asked him that, and I don't know if it's a concern that, you know, when you had some of your conversations with Coach Kleiman or not, but you know, you got to pay attention to playing football, right? Like, that's why you're at school. I mean, that, this other stuff is secondary, but let's face it, John, guys enter the transfer portal. What's going to happen if companies come back on them and say, wait a minute, deal, you didn't live up to the expectations. You didn't tweet it out the 20 times a month we wanted you to. They're going to enter that and have people come back on them. I mean, I – I love the fact they're getting paid, but if they don't do it right and don't listen to guys like Jordy Nelson, they can find themselves in some trouble. And that's where I think like coaches' heads are just spinning right now because they're they're going through all those different scenarios. I mean, the coaches have to be worried about all that stuff. Now they make a lot of money to deal with that. They get these seven figure paychecks, so I don't I don't have that much sympathy for them. I would certainly take that problem off of their hands for that kind of a paycheck. But that is just another thing on their plate that they're having to think about. And, you know, as it relates to K-State, I think actually early returns are pretty good at, at how their message is resonating there. I know, for instance, last time I talked to Gene Taylor, I was asking him about Deuce Vaughn, who's the, the biggest star that K-State has athletically mm-hmm. at the school right now. And they were talking about how Deuce is being very patient. He wants to make sure it's the right thing. He wants to make sure that it, it's a, a business that he feels good about, like something he can really endorse. And uh, he is he's exactly the type of kid that is going to take it very seriously and, and is a leader on the team. So clearly they're getting through to their star. I think that will trickle down to the rest of the locker room for the most part. And um, I think that's a good sign for how, how that message is being received. Talking to John Kurtz from K-Man in Manhattan, our Kansas State insider. And one of the things, too, you had an interview with, uh, with Skylar Thompson. Man, it seems like he's been there forever because he has. Like he's been there a long time. But he was talking about the younger guys, and it was kind of funny hearing a quarterback like Skylar Thompson talk about the young kids. <laughs> you know, he's still a kid himself, but he's talking about the young kids and, you know, wearing the power cat and the TikTok and stuff like that. And he wasn't real wild about it because they had to talk about it because the power cat represents them all. Yeah, first of all, on the point of Skylar being old, it's funny, I was talking to him and realized he is now his third Big 12 media day. Yes. I, I don't know how many guys actually get through three of those things, but um, yeah. he, he's been through it in his career, six-year senior, obviously, now. Yeah, six and, years yeah, in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, and, and he, you know, I, I will just say he took a different stance than what Jerron McPherson, the other guy that yeah. they sent there, the defensive captain, had. McPherson was much more casual, like, hey, you know, the kid's going to do what he's going to do. And for those unfamiliar with the story, Shane Porter is a, a walk-on wide receiver who came in as a freshman with over 900,000 TikTok followers. He's got almost a million followers on TikTok. He does this video where they're dancing to a Justin Bieber song in the locker room with the jersey on. And Skylar Thompson took the stance of And what I was told, really, is that the EA came down like, hey, you can't do any more of these TikToks in, in uniform or with K-State gear on or in the locker room. And, you know, the public message out there is because Theoretically, you wouldn't be able to profit off of it, which nope. I do think may be true. Um, the school would take some of that money. But, but beyond that, the, the real issue here is that they got a lot of former players that called and complained about it. Like, I, you know, you have mm. such a uh, machismo that goes along with playing football, right? And so, like, these guys, these former players that played 10 years ago when the environment was a lot different, um, there's a culture of toughness, and, like, you want your team to seem tough and awesome. And I think they were getting texts from their buddies all day that were saying, like, hey, man, what is this? Like, you guys look soft. And they got so many complaints from former players. I think that's what really drove the edict that, like, hey, you're not going to do that anymore in uniform or in the locker room. Now, he's still free to do whatever else he wants. He can monetize it. Chris Simon was quick to point out, like, hey, we, we support all of that. 
But Skylar Thompson, I think, gave you a window into like how a lot of the older and, and former players on the roster really feel about how that went down. How's the quarterback shaking out? Obviously, Skylar Thompson's job probably at this point, but they've got to think about the future, too. I mean, you had Will Howard last year. Then all of a sudden, you get the stud in, the four-star Jake Rubley coming into the program this year. How, how do you expect things to shake out? Uh, not only at the starter position, but that number two becomes eh, of essence. Yeah, it's really interesting because I, I, at spring, I mean, I'll just be honest, we had one opportunity to watch them play. They didn't do a spring game, but it was an open practice for about an hour and a half. I mean, Jake Rubley, four-star recruit, I still think the future is very bright, and it's not fair to judge him just after a handful of spring practices, but I, 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 he was the four-string quarterback. I mean, he was behind Sharon Lewis, too, who's a kid out of Columbia that K-State's had for a while that's been grinding on the roster. Um, so, Rubley is far off, and I'll, I'll just, you know, I think that's a fair warning to K-State fans fair to have high expectations for him eventually, but it's not going to be this year. And then the one, two, I mean, Skyler obviously is the unquestioned starter, but man, Chris Kleiman defiant, like, or definitively answered a question. I asked him like, Hey, who are a couple guys on the roster that have improved the most since we last saw him? He only gave me one name and it was right away. And his eyes lit up and he said, Will Howard. Um, They have really been preaching that Will Howard is much, much, much better. And it, it makes sense because he had a long ways to go most of the time like a freshman that's at his stage of development they make the mistakes he was making out on the field in practice like you don't actually get the chance to see those warts exposed out on the field like everybody did so you know he comes in as a freshman no spring ball uh just gets thrown to the wolves he had a long way to go to improve now he's actually got it off season he gets to lift and condition with the team you know i saw him last year at just out like on soccer fields in manhattan that i was trying to work out on like that's what he was doing last year it, clearly he's taken a lot of strides but if you're skeptical about it and saying well he had just a long ways to go of course he improved a lot they intend to use him because my follow up question was like all right so is there a role for for howard because he actually did take a couple of snaps when skyler was not hurt in the first game of the year against arkansas state last year and climate said absolutely there, there definitely is. And Courtney Messingham had floated that, the offensive coordinator, back in the spring. So, like, I think they're going to find a way to, to try and use Howard. I don't know exactly how that looks. I don't know if that's like Chase Daniel, Brad Smith kind of stuff, where Chase Daniel got a yeah. series every once in a while or what. I don't know exactly how it'll work out, but they seem pretty hell-bent on trying to use him, and they are definitely hell-bent on telling you that he's a lot better than he was last year. It's interesting. Oklahoma, first place, typical Spencer Rattler, the quarterback stud, you know, a Heisman contender. Uh predicted as the player of the year and he signed with Lee Steinberg by the way for that name image and likeness so he's got Mahomes agent now Iowa State at number two Texas three K-State at seventh where they usually are in Kansas rounding out the top 10 but the number two team is interesting to me uh, Iowa State Charlie Kohler's back at tight end Brees all the nation's leading rusher last year with over 1500 yards back at running back Brock Purdy back at quarterback this Iowa State team is no joke they're not, man, and you know, pains me to admit that because it's turned into a, a, a heck of a rivalry, at least between the fans. Uh, talking to some of the Iowa State players, including Brees Hall this week, um, I don't think they're quite as into the rivalry as the fans are. But man, they're, they're good. I mean, they—it's one of those years. Like I, I think back to K State's 1998 season, '97. They won the Fiesta Bowl, won 11 games. Michael Bishop was coming on; he would go on to finish runner-up for the Heisman. And they had everybody back, and you knew it was going to be a massive year, and there was this crazy buildup throughout the offseason. Uh, man, Iowa State, this is, this is their 1998 um, for, for K-State. They have, I mean, the, the fact that all those guys came back, they have two 
potential NFL tight ends. They've got Brees Hall, who, yes, much as I love Deuce, I think right now you've got to say he's, he's the king of running backs in the league. Um, they have a pretty good receiver as well. I mean, uh, Brock Purdy, I think, is overrated, but he is still a, a very good quarterback. Yeah. So, man, and the defense is nasty. Like, they have the defensive player of the year in the league. I mean, look, they've got it rolling, and the expectations are very high for a reason. And I, the Iowa State media, the people that I talked to this weekend, like, they – they are extra, there's no backing down from like, hey, we can win the league and go to the playoff is the expectation for Iowa State. Now, I tend to think that they're more in the 10 to 15 range, um, a team that can certainly play for the Big 12 title. I don't think they're going to touch Oklahoma. just don't think they have quite the top-end talent that the Sooners have there. But, man, I mean, if ever there were a year for Iowa State to make that kind of a run, it's, it's this year because all the stars align with the guys that they had coming back, Matt Campbell staying put, experienced quarterback. They, they have a lot of what you need. And they lost by six last year to Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. All right, final question for you, John. I really appreciate your time. How much discussion was on the uh, playoffs in the – well, it's not done yet, but the, the move to 12 teams? There was some. So I, I heard a handful of coaches get asked about it, but really like the common refrain – like Mike Gundy, for instance, today was the one who I, I definitely remember getting asked about it. And he kind of just said, like, look, I – I don't really know enough about it specifically to, to really openly campaign for this. And I just heard a lot of co- coaches kind of deferring. Um, I, you know, Chris Kleiman actually, I think, was asked about it, and he said something to the effect of, like, I'm, I'm, I think it's good, I'm okay with it. But I didn't hear real definitive opinions on it from anybody. Now, to be fair, it's kind of a, you know, you have these press conferences going on while you're also trying to work on other things, track people down. So sure. I could have missed some of that, but I didn't hear a whole heck of a lot of discussion of that, at least with coaches that were um, really opinionated one way or the other. It would, I'll put it this way. It would not have made it made for a very good sports talk show if it were the coaches that I heard talking about it because they, they did not have real strong opinions on it. Well, Iowa State and Matt Campbell would have loved it because they would have been in the 12 teams. So <laughs> that was yeah, one. Yeah, well, I know. I guess I can't. I, thinking back, Bob Bowlesby, this was the very first thing that happened yesterday, so uh, my mind is yeah. Just drawn a blank there for a second, but Bowlesby was was pretty. He was saying like, "Hey, we should be able to get two or three teams in that thing every year." So I, I can tell you that was one angle he was really pushing. Is like, yeah, at first he had said we should be able to get two teams in every year, and then he even stopped himself and was like, "I mean, really, that, that's a scenario where we should maybe be putting three teams in every single year if, if we get to twelve. So yeah, Bowlesby, Bowlesby uh, definitely seemed to be to be down with that. Yeah, it's a way to get Iowa State in. It's a way to get on, on, on good years where they surprise people. It's a good way to get Kansas State, you know, have that remote chance to, or possibility to get in the playoffs and not just have Oklahoma be in the representative every year. It gives everybody, you know, kind of a chance to shine in that respect. But John Kurtz, K-Man in Manhattan, our Wildcat insider. John, I greatly appreciate the time. Make sure you're stopping at Whataburger on the way back and have a safe trip back to Manhattan. Hey, anytime. You'll be proud to know, Bink. I literally just ate Whataburger about an hour ago. See? Never fails. It never fails. This is exactly <laughs> what I expected, brother. I'm jealous. Very jealous. But anyway, John, thank you very much for the time. Yeah, take care, Bink. Anytime. All right, we'll talk to you later. Man, it felt good, Julio. It felt good. It was like a blast from the past and rushed the field. You know? I know. We don't get we don't get Talking this opportunity that much. You know, and then giving Alex Gold like two minutes at the end, that's our KU. Good old days, Bank. Because it'd be Kurtz and Pinkle taking up a lot of the hour. Sorry, Kansas. I told you, win some games and you'll get put in there. It's like the Royals in 14. Nobody talked about them, but they got in the World Series. They forced you to talk about them. That's why we didn't show up to Media Day. But Kansas forces to talk about you. That's what we're trying.
All right, something fun next. So I don't know if you've heard about, you know, Scotty Pippen's been very opinionated lately. He's actually doing something very cool. If you're a fan of Airbnbs or VRBOs and all that, you'll want to know what Scotty's doing because this is damn cool. We'll talk about it next. Bing at night. Welcome back to Big Night, Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing the operation. Julio, give a rent. Have you ever rented an Airbnb or VRBO? Have you ever done that? Several times, Airbnb, yeah. You know, I, I thought it was like when it first came out, I never really did it. Now it's become a lot more prevalent, right? Like before, when you just rent places, they didn't call them that, but now they're part of a network, right? Of doing things. I've done them before, they're kind of cool, right? Yeah, especially when you have a big group. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Scotty Pippen. He's obviously been very opinionated lately on things. But he's got a mansion, right? In Illinois. He's got a mansion. And guess what he's offering? Through Airbnb. Watch parties for Team USA men's basketball team. He's on the original dream team. Won a gold. He won another gold in 96. So he's going to have a quarterfinal, semifinal, and a finals watch party. He's renting his place out for three nights. I like it. Nate, that's hoping USA gets there. The team is uh, yeah. They, they need to get there. They, they oh, started yeah. the exhibition season wasn't kind to them in the beginning with Nigeria and Australia. They did two in a row. But they were they're you know they're exhibition games. So you know let's hope things change when they get to Tokyo. So get this, Pippin. So you, you rent the place out. It's going to start open on July 22nd, where you can book it. You know what the price of this deal is? Now, before you say anything, here's the food included in your deal with the price of renting the place. And he's got a theater room, leather chairs, popcorn machine, whatever. You can watch the game, right? You can use all of He's got a basketball court inside. He's got everything. He's got an arcade room. Is Scottie Pippen it's included amazing. in this? Yes. Scottie Pippen will greet fans on a Zoom. So Scottie's not going to be so there. So he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there, right. but he's going to he's going to greet you with a Zoom. Three dates, as I mentioned, quarterfinal, semifinal, and gold medal game. The food includes Pippin's preferred pregame meal: steak, potatoes, and asparagus. So not only get the room, but you get the steak and potato too. Sit in the arcade room, leather chairs, watch the game. You can hoop it up at uh, Scotty Pippin's place. Go in his arcade room, do whatever you want. What do you think this cost? Uh, I'd say probably what? Uh, do you get to stay the night or is yeah, it yeah, just for stay, the game? You stay the night. All of this you could be yours for a cool $92 a night. What? The price pick to honor Pippin's performance with the 92 dream team. You heard me right. What? We're talking a mansion here. What? I mean, you see some of these condos and VRBO and Airbnb going for like 380 a night, you name it. 92 bucks a night for a place that's a hell of a lot better than something you're paying 300 400 a night for. I was thinking like $10,000 or something. 92 bucks a night. That's insane. The online thing for this will be unreal. Because he's what? got like his jersey, you know, it's painted on the court, like he's got a basketball court. He's got, a, I'm sure he's got a pool too. I don't know if he does or not, but you can do whatever the hell you want. You got an arcade room. Now, you can't go trash the place because he'll find you, I'm sure. But he's going to greet you on Zoom, steak, potatoes. You go watch Team USA, nice leather chairs, 92 bucks a night. How is this like a first come, first serve? Type, yeah. Type July situation? 22nd. 
Because so, I want in on this. Well, you in? Yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely. I would, I would drive to Illinois for this. Fans will have to act quickly to book the space. It says only booking, only one booking is available for each day. So That's what I'm saying, you can only you can only book one of the three days. Bookings will open at noon central, July 22nd. This thing is going to be flooded. This thing will crash systems down. 92 bucks a night. That is insane. Think about your group. I think you can only bring like four people. I mean, they're limiting, so you're not having a wild party or whatever. I do believe they're limiting the people, but still, you're talking 25 bucks a person. You know what I'm saying? To stay in a mansion in Illinois. You know, when you first brought this up, I was a little suspect, only considering the the amount of negative publicity that he's gotten lately. I thought this might be a chance for him to recoup some money. This means he's a That's man of the people. That's not the case people. at all. Yeah, it means he's, he's a man he's of the people. the people. He's doing this for the love of USA basketball. And Absolutely. I'm here for it. It's gold medals. I like it. Commemorating the 92 Dream Team with 92 bucks a night. Oh, man, that is an insane opportunity. I mean, if you go on and Google, it's all over the place. Google Scottie Pippen. You'll see. I mean, dude's got a mansion. I mean, this is a sweet place, sweet basketball court. Sweet theater room, arcade room, you name it. You get that. And I, he's including the food of steak and potatoes. It's a ridiculous That might house. cost you 92 bucks a night. Just going out with two people on that. That's a hell of a house, man. Pippen will conduct a virtual meet and greet with fans when they check in for their stay. Now, if Scotty was there, that'd be cool if you could watch the game with Scotty. But again, you're in his place. And you would feel like a little bit nervous walking around you know, carrying your drinks or whatever because you don't want to spill anything because Scotty's there, right? It's not there. I think I'd prefer if Scotty was there, though. Right? That that would be even that'd be even crazier. But still, this It'd is... It'd be a, cool if Jordan dropped by, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think so. This is an excellent opportunity, though. Up wow. to four people can get this. So you can rent it for one person if you want. <laughs> you want to say, I'm, I'm sitting there by myself. I'm taking the 92 bucks. I'm eating all those steaks. And I'm staying there by myself. You could do that, or you could take your gal, or you can take your buddies. I feel like that's more of a buddy trip, right, to, to really, truly appreciate something like that. Uh, I say that, I mean, the girl could be a big fan of, of basketball, but I, I feel like that's a bro trip, right? Totally is, but, I mean, I, he's clearly not in it for the money. I mean, no, this is, this is clearly insane. not a money grab at all. I mean, if he did 10 grand a night, he'd probably still sell it out. Somewhat, oh, absolutely, absolutely. To be in Scotty Pippen's house. Man. 92 bucks a night, man. That's it. Wasn't he number 33, too, though? Couldn't he have been $33? I mean, he could, I guess he, he could. Couldn't everyone do 92 for the Dream Team, man? All right, all right. Like, he's big into it. He wore eight, I think, for Team USA. But the bottom line is, that's cool. That's why Team USA needs to get there. <laughs> you want people in your house watching Team USA. Do you get a full refund if they don't make it? I don't know, man, but it's 92 bucks for steak and potato and right. throwing in the asparagus. You can hoop at Scotty's house, sit in his arcade, or go play in his arcade room, sit on leather couches, 92 bucks a night. I wouldn't ask for a refund. Do you have to cook your own steak? No, I think, I think he's you? got a chef, probably. That's amazing. I doubt you'd have to cook your own steak. I wouldn't think so, right? It doesn't say whether somebody's cooking it or not. He wouldn't want you making a mess in his kitchen, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. For 90 Oh, there is a pool included. Excuse me. Pool, indoor sauna, arcade room, and a theater room. 92 bucks, and you get – I'm sure it's a chef, man. It's got to be. That That is an amazing deal, though. No, it is. It is. But uh, I'll be on the online on July 22nd trying to book this, man. Let's and do it. And if I get it, you can come home. Let's do it.
So I get it. You can come. Coming up next, they'll go back to revisit the tight end rankings from ESPN, which is which is funny because usually I don't care about these things unless I feel somebody slighted, and I do. We talk about Kels next. Bing at night. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Got to hurry up and get those major league trades in for the end of the month, right? Well, the Atlanta Braves did just that. Jack Peterson. Of the Cubs, hitting 230, 11 bombs, 39 ribs, traded to the Atlanta Braves. According to Jeff Passan, Jock Peterson traded for to Atlanta for a minor league first baseman, Bryce Ball. So the Cubs, already wheeling and dealing. Where will they stop? Nobody knows. But, again, Major League Baseball, like I, I mentioned, first night without... A league team playing tonight since December 24th of 2020. Team USA soccer team playing out at uh, Children's Mercy coming up later tonight against Martinique. So there is sports on tonight. You would have had Major League Baseball tonight. Red Sox and Yankees. I don't know why they scheduled them tonight anyway, Julio. It is the all-star break. You know, why not give them a little bit of a break, you know? But they want to force feed the Yankees and Red Sox. Honest, so to speak. Clearly, it's what Major League Baseball does. Because say you're all interested in Yankees, Red Sox. No, really not, Rob Manford. But they got postponed today because of COVID. Uh, the Red Sox and Yankees were the only Major League team game that was going to go on tonight. But a COVID outbreak at the few Yankees called this game off. So I'm all right with it. Still, yeah. Wouldn't have tuned in anyways. Didn't matter. Red Sox-Yankees games only take like five hours. I mean, when you talk about pace yeah. of play, it's Red Sox and Yankees. No, but uh, sorry if you were wanting to watch Red Sox and Yankees tonight. And it was going to be spotlighted because it was the only league sports event going on tonight. Baseball probably thought they had something, right? They had their little nugget. And then they did the usual, right? The usual MLB. Well, the SEC media days is a place to take place on the 19th. But the bottom line is it's usually during All-Star Week. 
Because it's funny because that would like lead off SportsCenter, right? It would be Nick Saban talking about Alabama instead of the All-Star game. The Big 12, they probably should have started. They, 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 they yielded to the All-Star game. It's where they did the Big 12 media days yesterday in the day. Missed an opportunity, Bulls, but you should have just done it anyway. Give somebody something else. Yeah, but you couldn't, you couldn't anticipate this happening. Now, the Red Sox-Yankees was going to be the showcase yeah. game, and you're not getting that tonight. But as far as Travis Kelsey, he was behind. Mentioned Tyreek Hill. We talked a little bit about him yesterday. He was third in pro football focus on their top receivers. Number four in, in the uh, ESPN Plus one. Well, they've done it with Travis Kelsey as well. ESPN Plus today, Jeremy Fowler has him as the number two tight end. Number one was George Kittle. Uh, Darren Waller was on the list. Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson rounded out the top five. Travis's highest ranking's been one. His lowest ranking's been two. He hasn't dropped much at all. And last year's ranking was two. He dropped just one pass on 146 targets. In 597 of his 1,416 yards came after the catch. See, this is a thing that's impressive about Travis Kelsey. NFC executive added, I'd still take him over Kittle because there's nobody better at getting open, making tough catches look easy. I'm 100% with that NFC executive. NFC executive. So like I told Ron, Ron Copperheadpride.com, I said, here's the deal. He, he agreed too. You take Kelsey number one. I'm telling you, if you ask probably I, how many NFL executives right now for this season – would take Kelsey over Kittle. Majority. It depends on their style of play, but majority. I would say at least 28. Yeah, majority. Put it this way. Over the last five seasons, Kelsey has 2,639 receiving yards after the catch. Over 400 more yards than any other tight end or wide receiver in the NFL. Only Golden Tate and Jarvis Landry have more missed tackles over that time. Golden Tate's still a free agent. Last season, Kelsey, second in the NFL in receiving yards. 2019, finished fourth. So he's been in the top four in receiving yards, tight end or wide receiver the last two years. Finished first in the AFC two years ago. The year before, 10th. So he's been top 10 the last three seasons. Again, five straight seasons over 1,000 yards. Only other tight end to even get the three was Greg Olson. Names like Tony Gonzalez, Gronk, Jason Witten. Never did it consecutively. They only had 4,000-yard seasons. He's already got five in a row. It just shows you how good he is. But he he deserves to stay on the list. you got to keep him on the list. There's no reason that you wouldn't have Travis Kelsey at number one. I just find a lot of that amusing. To me, he's the greatest tight end that played the game for this. He put these numbers. Well, but Travis Kelsey, I would take he, – he listen, he's a surefire Hall of Famer. We don't need any reads a guaranteed Hall of Famer. So there's two guarantees, Mahomes. Yes. I mean, I don't know if he'd get in there if he retired right now. He's in league MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. I think so. Probably has. Probably has so. earned that. He's, he's definitely the most feared guy, for feared quarterback in the NFL, but he's going to be in there. Tyreek Hill, if he keeps on his trajectory, might be starting to talk about him too in Canton. But the bottom line is, Travis Kelsey should always remain number one. But again, they're just lists. They're somebody's opinion. Terry Kill got his credit. Now, Clyde's not getting his. He's getting rated as like 27th best back. 
Now, there are people are saying Travis Etienne's going to be better. I disagree. I think Clyde's going to have a huge year as far as those three skill positions with the Chiefs. I'm just going back to this Kelsey number two ranking here. I'm just curious what their criteria was because it certainly wasn't based off of the totality of, of what happened last year, right? This is... Well, and Kittle was hurt last year, so you exactly. can't... Like right now, if exactly. you want to talk about power rankings, it's the guy that played last year. Well, you, and you, you don't... You don't know how he's gonna recover from that. To, so to just automatically rank him number one over, pretty, um, it's I'm pretty confident uh, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. In Travis Kelsey, to, oh, to rank him over Travis Kelsey, I, I just I, I I'm just trying to make sense of it. I guess I, I would put Darren Waller after you know he was hurt last year. I would put Darren Waller ahead of him at this. Point Darren Waller's a stud. It's kind of like you look at the Raiders and their skill positions. They're really fantastic. missing that quarterback. I know people love Derek Carr because he'll put up big numbers through week six. <laughs> plays the Chiefs me, tough, but then that's about it. Emphasis on week six. Well, we talked about Aaron Rodgers at nauseam. Had uh, Jordy Nelson last night. I asked him because Peyton Manning said on the MLB Network, MLB Network got one of the best cuts on the Aaron Rodgers deal. It was Kevin Millar when he asked Peyton Manning at the All-Star game. His gut feeling was he goes back to Green Bay. I asked Jordy Nelson the same question last night. He said his gut feeling is he goes back to Green Bay. So I didn't mention Deshaun Watson and the possibilities. You know, the Eagles are out there. Denver remains a possibility. So does the Miami Dolphins. Adam Schefter, though, went on a station in Philly and dropped who he thinks, if all this stuff kind of shakes out, where Deshaun Watson could end up. I'll tell you what next. Bing at night. Welcome back to Big at Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez, producing the operation. Our phone line, 913-576-7610. Jay Southland, tow service text line, 913-576-7610. So we've talked about the Aaron Rodgers deal. You know, if he ended up in Denver, clearly that's something to, you know, keep an eye on. The AFC West. But Manning thinks he's going back to Green Bay. Gut feeling. Jordy Nelson. His top target in Green Bay for all those years. Gut feeling he's going back to Green Bay. I still think he's going back to Green Bay. That's where I'm at now, Julio. Although he says he's not. So he is. He's very stubborn, though. So I don't know. He is. Says he's not. I don't know. Yeah. He Look, he's got millions of dollars, but no one wants to lose out on that. And much. he's the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Adam Schefter went on 97 the 5, the Fanatic, with John Kincaid this morning. And this is what he had to say about uh, Deshaun. No team in the league with more draft capital than the Philadelphia Eagles. No team. They're also, I think that roster is better than people realize. Spoken to a couple people about it. Uh, not in the Eagles organization, other people. I'm trying to think, who was the one that told me, watch out for the Eagles this year? Somebody was telling me that the other day. And I just think that they... The Eagles are more equipped to make a run at Deshaun Watson than any team out there. Tell me about the PR. Well, look, again, what I was This is a different is, era. This isn't 10 years ago. This is me too. This is 2021. I understand. You Let's know what I mean? see how it plays out first. Let's see. But what I would say is, again, if, if there are charges and... You know, he gets in prison or something happens to that effect, something that's far-reaching and, and, and damaging and, and awful, like a lot of this stuff seems. Um, 
then yeah, well, that, that, then it's not happening. So, Adam, what? But, what, but what I, it, I, wait, I'm operating under the assumption that somehow um, this will be settled or he will serve his discipline for the league or whatever punishment he has coming, whatever's fair and just. Once that is done, I just think that at that point in time, whenever it is that he is deemed ready to play by legal authorities, by the National Football League, to me, the Philadelphia Eagles should be waiting. So that was Adam Schefter. And keep in mind, a lot of times we throw things out there. He's been right. Not all the time. But he, he was on that Carson Wentz. The Eagles looking to trade him before people kind of talk about it. Then Mike, Mike Florio kind of broke it down yesterday about Deshaun because he said a team like the Broncos, the Dolphins, or Eagles. So we mentioned the Eagles as well. So it's two guys there, Florio and him. And he broke it down with, you know, if he's not put on paid leave, which if he's on paid leave, he's going to show up and take that money. If he gets all this cleared up, which I heard Amy Dash, who was on with Carrington today, legal expert for Odyssey. She was on Fox Sports Radio last night. And she was saying, like, his 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 lawyer's, like, on his honeymoon or something, Deshaun. So got to clear that up fast. But anyway, here was uh, Florio on, on the situation with Deshaun. I think that the 22 lawsuits pending against Deshaun Watson can be resolved in theory at any time. And the fact that they got caught up on the question of whether and to what extent the outcome and the facts and the allegations and everything else relating to the cases would be confidential. That tells me that they had some sort of an understanding as to what the amounts would be. You don't get to the point where you're haggling over confidentiality if you aren't even close to a consensus on how much is going to be paid. So I think that could be dusted off at any moment between now and the opening of camp. What I continue to believe is that without a settlement, the NFL needs to let Watson, the Texans, and any team interested in trading for him know whether or not he's going to be put on paid leave. If he's put on paid leave, if he knows he's going to be put on paid leave, you show up for camp with the Texans, you get put on paid leave, you make $10 million this year to not play football unless the Texans are going to cut him, which I doubt that they would do. They could also trade him from paid leave, and, and a team could say, hey, we'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you whatever you'll take. For Deshaun Watson, and we'll pay him this year to not play, knowing that we're going to have Deshaun Watson at some point. Because he will play football again at some point. I'd be stunned if he doesn't. He's still quite popular. Look, I, I don't want to set myself up for freezing cold takes here, but I'd be stunned if he never plays football again. I'd be stunned if he doesn't play by 2022. But either way, the NFL, I believe, if the cases aren't settled, needs to let everyone know before camp Yes, no. Will he be put on paid leave? If he's not going to be put on paid leave, trade market opens. And even though we're we're close to the point where the hay needs to be in the barn for these teams, they're going to go forward with the quarterbacks they have. If all of a sudden the Dolphins could get Deshaun Watson, if the Eagles could get Deshaun Watson, if the Broncos could get Deshaun Watson, how do you not go at least try to get Deshaun Watson, especially if there's a chance that you can get him for less than what you would get him for if the 22 lawsuits would be resolved. They get those cases resolved. I think we're looking at multiple first round picks. So we'll see how the rest of the month plays out. It's one of those things that it could happen out of the blue, any given time, any given moment, it could occur. We'll see how that plays out. See, if you're Jalen Hurts right now, you're going, what? Yeah, he can't be too thrilled. I'd be good with that. Get him out of the FC, right? Because 
when this whole free agency started, when the year ended, it was, where's Deshaun going to go? And he said, I'm not playing for the Texans. This before the lawsuits. And it's Russell Wilson. Obviously, Russell Wilson's deal was solved with the Seahawks. And now it's Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Like, Deshaun Watson's now in the news again. Like, where's he? I think he'll play, he'll play football again. But he mentions the Eagles. They've, they're, 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 they're strapped against the cap. They're like $3.9 million under the cap, something like that with the Eagles. But do you know how many draft picks they had last year? This is why maybe you should take them into consideration. Do you know how many picks they had this year? 11. Not a great draft, but 11. But you know how many picks they have next year? 10. You know how many first-round picks the Eagles have next year? And this is where Deshaun Watson comes into play. You know how many first-round picks they have next year? Two. Three. Ah. So they've got their own. They traded Carson Wentz to the Colts for a third-round pick and a second-round pick in 2022. They could become a first pick if he plays at least 75% of the snaps. So if Carson Wentz, which is the Colts starter, plays 75% of the snaps, that two becomes a one. So in theory, it's two right now, could be three. It depends on Carson Wentz. And also, when they traded out of the sixth overall pick with the Dolphins, remember when they made that pick and moved back to 12? They uh, they got that 2022 first-round pick in the process. So three first-round picks for Philly. They have the cachet. I mean, if you say, okay, we'd like to make a trade, we'll give you two first-round picks, Texans. They'll win a fourth or whatever. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there, okay? And they'd still have a first-round pick. They'd have a first-round pick. And they still would have them. I mean, even if Carson Wentz, you know, does stay a second and not become a first, still got one. But if all if things didn't shake out, all of a sudden you went to second, but you get your quarterback in the future. If everything plays out. Well, and even even if it's only a second, well, it's the back end of the first round if it is a first-round pick, I would assume. But it makes sense, but doesn't it? it's still it? a first-round pick. And where there's smoke, there's fire. And right now there's yeah. a lot of fire to Philadelphia. Because you've got two guys that, you know, Florio disagree with them a lot, but he is a, a main NFL guy like Schefter. Now, if Glazer comes out and says it, then I'll be okay. He's going to Philly. But you got Schefter that's all over everything, and you got Florio out here saying it. They do have the draft capital, and, well, you're going to have to deal with the cap this year at 182, but it is going to jump up probably to 208 the following year. So the cap's going to jump. Philly can carry this. So if it does jump, they'll carry over that almost $4 million, add it to what's going to be jumping already. And now all of a sudden they've got money. But you're giving a pissed off Jalen Hurts, but I don't think they care. I was going to say, if it means you get Deshaun Watson, you can live with it. Yeah, I think they would. But it just makes sense. Can you imagine having, I mean, that's 21 picks in the last two years they have. I mean, 11 last year, again, not the greatest of drafts. A lot of projects with guys, a lot of opt-outs, and a lot of guys that played conference games, not interconference. But 10 next season... In a much different year where the medicals will be coming through because that was a big problem with GMs this year. But a possible, very possible, three first-round picks. Again, Carson Wentz needs to play 75% of the snaps. That two then becomes a one. Gives them three first-rounder. Gets them a hell of a lot of ammo if you're the Houston Texans. Because now, all of a sudden, you know they're basically in trade spots for... And they need draft picks. The Texans do. Well, and where, where are the... Uh... Where are those the the guaranteed two first round picks? I, I'd assume they're pretty 
they're pretty high. They're probably middle tier, right? Well, it depends on where they picks. finish. Well, it depends on where they, the oh, trading team finishes, like year. Miami. Miami was a 10-win team last year. Yeah, I don't think uh, I, I don't think Philly's going to be very good next year. That's just me, though, you know. No, I don't either, but, I mean, they can make a difference, young, right? But that's what I'm saying. Those, those two first-round picks could be. I mean, Houston gets a first-rounder next year. If Philly gave them two, they'd have three first-rounders. Then all of a sudden you're starting to it's a good way to rebuild, right? Yeah, I mean because they got a good quarterback. Because they had their quarterback, they had what everybody wants is Deshaun Watson. They had their their franchise quarterback. Now they're sitting there. This was a team on the way up. They lose to Kansas City, blowing a 24 point lead, and it's all in the toilet now. It's all gone down the tube. And now they have five open practices to their fans. Like you talk about a franchise just been na- like Bill O'Brien, the crap that he did to that team. I know they're rebooting. He destroyed that franchise, man. He but, destroyed them. But they're going with Coley as their head coach. I mean, they bypassed a guy like Bienemy, who probably didn't want to sniff Houston. I, who knows? But yeah. who wants to go there now? You know no what I'm one. saying? No one. But anyway, it's interesting with the Eagles with three first-round picks, what they could do next season. Well, as I did last night, a lot of times I just take cuts of different things, but I enjoy the interview in itself. And Johnny Gomes played it last night because it's Johnny Gomes. What's he doing now? What's he doing? Jimmy Gobble. If you remember the 2003 Royals, the 183 games, 83 and 79, he was part of that. Not only that, he was part of the whole Zach Greinke thing. They played the minor leagues a little bit together, a cup of coffee, but they knew each other well with the Kansas City Royals. He's got some great Zach Greinke stories, and I always like Zach Greinke stories because they're the best. But Jimmy Gobble, where are they now? He was the mystery because CDOT's doing mystery Royals. It was good stuff. Jimmy Gobble next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 